Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. My name is Bert Alcorn. Happy Monday, y'all. Today is Monday, May 18. I uh, hope you guys had an amazing weekend. And I'm so incredibly excited to dive in to this kind of new podcast series that we have for really probably the next two weeks. So this whole week and then the following week after that. Now, if you are a part of our church, I'll give a little bit of context. If you're a part of our church, Anthem Ventura, uh, last week, our elder team gave a bit of an update on some of where we're at as a church and how we are processing some of the current cultural context around us in Southern California. Now, if you're listening from outside of California, uh, I'll give you like the 10 second update. There are a group of churches who are planning to go against the their county and the state um, guidelines for large group gatherings and are in, and are planning to meet at the end of the month on May 31st, kind of in defiance of of some of the guidance we're getting from government and medical officials. And this last week, uh, we as a church laid out why we're not participating in that and where we're actually choosing to um, uh, submit to these guidelines and not just kind of begrudgingly, but like positively submit because it's an opportunity for witness for us. It's an opportunity uh, to demonstrate that we not only care about ourselves, but we care about those around us. Um, and so I would encourage you if you want, if you're interested in that, you can head to our website and, and check out our, our update. Um but what we did is, is we did point to this podcast uh, as some of the maybe more nuanced, more layered, like uh, even more content than we had time for in that update. And really what that update was, was a bit of like a, hey, here pastorally is how we're leading into this moment. Uh, but we actually wanted to pick apart a little bit, um, a few different questions and ideas that, that undergird some of our thinking and reasoning around this area. And so what we're going to be doing over the next um, really two weeks is is discuss and understand how and why we engage in culture the way we do, how, how we should think about our participation in civics and, and politics and our local government and the culture around us. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to, um, regardless of left right spectrum regardless of what you believe how you vote how you think about it, you know like regardless of any of that stuff what we are going to do over the next two weeks is is from scripture try to find some guiding principles for how we do engage in the world culture and even political system around us so if that at all piques your interest you're going to be in for a fun couple of weeks and just so you know my my plan is to surprise upset and disappoint people of every political persuasion. <laughs> so what you are not going to hear on this podcast over the next two weeks is is a political leaning. Uh, and so that's probably going to upset those of you on the left and those of you on the right. What you are going to hear is from scripture, more of a like, how do we engage around us? Not what to believe or how to vote, but like, how do we actually, what is our posture when we engage the system around us? That's what we are doing over the next couple of weeks. I'm actually really excited because this is something we've been tinkering and working on for a little while. And so I'm, I'm pumped to lean into this a little bit. So to Today, what we're going to do is we're going to anchor ourselves in a verse in the book of Philippians, and then I'm just going to unpack this one idea. I'm going to try to keep this on the shorter side, and I'm going to unpack this one idea that Christians, if you follow Jesus, that and you're a disciple of Jesus, you are the Spirit is in you, you are following him. If you are a Christian, you 
are in exile. Our verse, Philippians 3, verse 20, Paul writes, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians are exiles. And every time and every place throughout human history, Christians have never lived in their true home until Jesus has taken them home. So, first Christians, Roman Empire, exiles. For every empire after that, they were living in exiles. And to live in exile simply means to live in a home that's not your home. To be um, disenfranchised, disjointed uh, from, from the kingdom that shares your worldview and allegiance. And so we see this really profoundly throughout the Old Testament with the people of God, the, the legitimately, biblically, the only nation you can make an argument for that was a God nation, a a, a uh, I'm not going to say Christian nation because this was pre-incarnation of Jesus Christ, but like a, a God-ordained theocracy was the nation of Israel. That was it throughout the Bible. And e- even they were in exile and they were in slavery and they had to live and submit under empires that did not share their same worldview. Now, uh, first of all, we do live in an amazing country with loads of religious freedoms. In fact, this is the best it's ever been for Christians ever. Uh, If you're talking about a rights, freedoms standpoint, it has never been better than this uh, if you follow Jesus. But we cannot forget we are exiles, that we live in in a culture, in an empire that does not share our values, our ideals, our worldviews, our ethics. They may share some of it, which is maybe what's confusing about America, but they don't share all of it. And the reality is, Christians, we are not in charge and America is not a Christian nation. Now, I know for some of you that statement it can be politically loaded and all I can do is communicate my heart that it's not. Um, and for some of you, you may be listening and like fist pumping and going, yeah, absolutely. And for some of you, it may be like worldview shattering. Now there's a lot of people who've done an amazing work on this idea. I'm not going to deep dive, but I will say at best, at the very best, our country was founded on Judeo Christian ethics ideals, morality, and part of the catalyst for the beginnings of our country were people fleeing the tyranny of another empire for religious freedoms. And so at our best, that's some of our foundation. And our founding fathers, even assuming the best, were functional deists, really. Um, If you go back and study guys like Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, all these guys were functional deists, not what we would consider like Jesus following, Jesus submitting, spirit-filled Christians. But once again, which is fine. I'm not bemoaning that as like a tragedy. That's like all things considered, that's a pretty decent start to a country. But we do have to dispel this notion that somehow this is a Christian nation. There's a writer, author, pastor, Greg Boyd, and he says this, quote, the myth of America as a Christian nation with the church as its guardian has been and continues to be damaging both to the church and to the advancement of God's kingdom. Among other things, this nationalistic myth blinds us to the way in which our most basic and most cherished cultural assumptions are diametrically opposed to the kingdom way of life taught by Jesus and his disciples. 
Instead of living out the radically countercultural mandate of the kingdom of God, this myth has induced us to Christianize many pagan aspects of our culture. Instead of providing the culture with a radically alternative way of life, we largely present it with a religious version of what it already has. We need to remind ourselves that no modern nation, whether America, England, Korea, or whatever, is in a situation like Israel. America is not a Christian nation. There's no such thing as a Christian nation. America is more like Babylon in Daniel's day or Rome in Jesus's day than Israel. End quote. Now, that's not to say Babylon, Rome, America are inherently bad. In fact, there's a lot of great things about each and every one of those empires. But the dominating reality is that it's not a Christian nation. And once again, that may be a a tragic, grieving moment for some of you. I actually see it as incredibly freeing to to know that we are in submission to King Jesus and and that's it. Like we're submitting to King Jesus. We don't have to straddle this idea of, of reconciling the notion of submitting to Jesus and also like having our nationalism in the other hand. As you're reading through the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, and you look for a parallel between the nation we live in and a nation in the Old Testament, don't think of Israel under Moses, the theocracy with the Torah kind of driving the worldview. I mean, genuinely think Babylon. And in the New Testament, think Rome. Think Alexander the Great in Greece or something like that. In America, once again, I'm not saying America is evil. A lot of it is great, but a lot of Babylon was great too. And Babylon was the the zenith of human civilization at the time. Rome, same thing. And Daniel, who was in Babylon living the story of Daniel, he was the number two man in the kingdom for a lot of his life. And Rome, a few hundred years later, it was even better. I mean, Pax Romana, the legal system, the trade system, it it was incredible. And in the same way, America's fantastic. Like Christians, from a objective point of view, have never had it better than they do in 21st century America. A lot of it is great but it's not the kingdom of God. It's an empire. And just like all empires, America and its way of life has been elevated to the role of de facto God in our secular culture. And there's something about the American way of life that it's really easy for us to elevate our, our allegiance to it over Jesus and the way of Jesus. And when I say the way of Jesus, I mean the collection of all Jesus's teachings about how to be human in the world. I I mean, you just simply open up to the gospel. You open up to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's chapters five, six, and seven. And and it's hard to reconcile those three chapters with quote unquote, the American way of life, Americana, the American dream. It, it, It just seems different. There's all sorts of aspects of the Western secularized American way of life. It it might be secularism itself. It might be money. It might be materialism. It might be quote unquote sexual freedom. It might be issues of justice. It might be issues of uh, radical autonomy and individualism. But there's all, all sorts of ways of the American life where it's really easy to, to get wrapped up in those as most important and to misplace our loyalty, not to Jesus as the king, but to America and its way of life. 
Now, now once again, I, I want to thread this line really carefully. I'm not saying America is bad. I am saying every single nation and empire on this earth, this side of Jesus returning, is not the kingdom of God, is not our ultimate citizenship. And thus, we are exiles. Some Christians have had it really good, like us in 21st century America. Some Christians have had it really terrible. Think of Christians around most of modern day Middle East or genuinely most of history. And our responsibility as Christians is not to try to turn America into a Christian nation, but to live well, wisely, and wholly in exile in whatever context we are in, until Jesus returns or takes us home. We have to settle the idea that we are exiles first. That our citizenship, to quote Paul in Philippians 3, is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, meaning our Savior will not come in passing the right laws or gaining the right freedoms or seeing this legislation pushed through or defeated or electing the right people or getting the right judges. That is not our Savior. That's not what we're awaiting. We're awaiting our Savior, the Lord Jesus, because our citizenship is in heaven. Now, coming up uh, tomorrow is trying to answer this question is since we're living in a temporary home, this is not our true home, but our citizenship is in heaven. Since we're living in a temporary home, we're displaced, we're in exile, we're trying to live well, wisely, and wholly until Jesus returns or takes him home. How do we do that? And how do we interact with the political system around us? That's a question we're going to seek to be answering tomorrow. And tomorrow, as we answer the how, we're going to spend the next eight episodes talking about what that looks like. And so if you're, you're tracking where we're starting today is we're starting from a position of why. What is our identity? Who's God made us? Where do we find ourselves? The why is that we are in exile and this is not our ultimate home. So we have to figure out how to live in this temporary home. And tomorrow we're going to talk about what that looks like or how, how do we do that? How do we interact with the political system? And the next eight episodes will talk about what it looks like to actually interact with the system around us and how to live well, wisely, and wholly in exile. Now, to wrap this up, I, I do want to kind of put this in the greater context of where we find ourselves. One of the aims of this podcast from the beginning has been to just offer a scripture, a thought, a quote, a story, an interview, a question, a practice, something to spur us on to not waste these moments of quote unquote exile that we find ourselves in, whether it's quarantine or self-isolation, social distancing, whatever it is. How do we actually make the most of this season and come out of this season stronger, be more resilient, more faithful in the face of cultural coercion around us, living a more vibrant life in the spirit. And this series that we're on this week and next week is going to serve that goal because it's going to not only help us think about how we interact with the culture around us, especially as culture is changing so quickly and people are interacting with the government in a way that they have never imagined before and their lives are being shaped by government rules and, and directions. We have to consider how we interact with all of those things. And we have to consider how this season 
and how we interact with the culture around us is shaping us to either become more like Jesus or not. So anything from Facebook comments to voting to the neighbor next to us, how do we interact with the political system and culture around us as Christians? And step one is to realize and understand this is not your home. This is your, at best, temporary home. But your citizenship is in heaven, and we await a savior, not an A elected official or a judge or a law or a program or a stimulus check or tax relief, but we await a savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's my encouragement for you today. Jesus is Lord. He is savior and our citizenship is with him in heaven. That should free us to engage fully in the work he has for advancing his kingdom here and now and not being caught up in the myth that this is a Christian nation that we somehow have to fix. Thanks for listening to the Anthem Daily Podcast. The next few episodes are going to get fairly spicy. And I, and I think it's going to challenge each and every one of us. Uh, grateful that we are on the journey together to explore what it looks like to come out of this season stronger, to become more resilient disciples of Jesus who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion, who live a vibrant life in the spirit. Grace and peace with you. And we'll see you tomorrow on another episode of the Anthem Daily Podcast. 